Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, as the cricket season gets into full swing, we check in with all our clubs in something that we call the Summer Weekend Wrap. Welcome to a new week on the renowned Radio Newark Sport. (laughs) And Tony's even getting the puns. The weather tried its best to ruin the weekend's cricket. Friday night's 2020 between Collingham and Bolton didn't stand a chance. I'm reliably informed they're trying to rearrange it. Bank holiday Monday is a possibility. Or a Friday night when the sun's going to shine. Bolton and Fondon seconds both saw their matches called off due to sodden outfields before 8.30 in the morning on Saturday. But Newark R&M third better and on a very wet Kellam Road. The home side reached 125 for 7 off 36 overs and then left it to Matt Evans who returned figures of 9 overs, 3 maidens, 7 for 27. Fondon's first team lost despite a great all-round effort from Mark Everington, 46 with the bat and 3 for 30 with the ball. Isn't it a shame he's not available to talk to us tonight? James O'Reilly also had a day to remember with 4 catches and a stumping. Coddington and Winthorpe's Dominic Mod had the day of his life. In the victory over Wimeswold, he hit the day's top score, 109. Not quite local, but a good story. Sutton Bonington were bowled out for 14 by East Leaf. <laughs> Their comment on social media? Not bad. We were 3 for 7 and 4 for 8. I think the wicket was getting a bit easier. Double gold for Lauren Owens in the 100 metres and pole vault at the Lincolnshire County Championships while Tilly picked up a silver and a bronze in the 100 and the long jump. Gold for Ethan Lincoln in the under-13 hurdles, silver and bronze for Josh Clee in the 75 metres and the 1500 metres, and finally a gold in the hammer for Craig Wanwell in the hammer. I've said that. Throwing 32 metres, would you believe? And a fabulous 5k time at Ipswich for ex-Newark star Linton Taylor in a very rapid 13 minutes and 56 seconds and we don't talk about Sunday football much on here but it's congratulations to Newark Town for completing the Alliance League and Cup double and Munton's late goal sealing the Premier Division Cup and that's where you went yesterday afternoon I did, but I'm just recovering from the, the cricket season and getting into full swing. I thought that was good. I, th- I thought you put a very good spin on that. I, I thought that. I thought you'd probably be stumped on that. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Actually, the cricket. The cricket. I'll come back to yesterday. The cricket season is anything but in full swing, isn't it? It's it's a rotten start, really. It, the, the, I mean, the weather is just making it a misery. It's paddled into life, hasn't it? You know, basically. it's 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 too many false starts, and. It, with it being such a short season and the fact that you can't rearrange any games, you're losing these games at the start of the season and you might not just not get mm. them back. The, the points have gone. Yeah, but but, uh, but, but y- yesterday afternoon I, I was stood next to uh, Rob Townsend on, on the touchline and we both agreed that it, it was a real shame that the, um, 
the match didn't go into extra time because it was a belting second half. It, 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 it wasn't a bad first half at all, but cracking game of football. Um, New at Town went into a two-nil lead early in the uh, early on in the first half, and uh, Wheatsheaf pulled it back to three all. A uh, combination of the Wells brothers and um, Kieran came on a sub in the second half and, and got an equaliser. And um, it was um, then the prolific Ed Munson got what proved to be the winner and then promptly got himself sent off for a second bookable offence. So it's uh, a <laughs> bittersweet. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got nothing against Kieran and Bradley Wells, but they don't play for Wheat Sheep every, every single Sunday, I wanted for. So somebody stepped down to let them play. And okay, that was probably mm. the way forward, but it's not the Sunday football that. I think Sunday football should be, but that's me being old-fashioned yet again. But basically, Newark Town have got a very, very good side from 1 to 11. And um, Wheatsheaf have got the Wells brothers. Yeah. Um, Very quickly, um, Man City's won the Premier League, guys. Boo! Um, You can't not... I mean, Well, you can argue this both ways. They've won it by winning 14 games on the bounce. Liverpool... Ten points in front of them at one stage at Christmas. The Geordies beat Manchester City. That was the last time they dropped points, by the way. So to win 14 games on the bounce, Liverpool's total is the third highest yeah. Premier Division yeah. total, and they I get was... and they get nothing for. So you've got to feel <laughs> sorry for them. But the fact is, in any league, the team that gets the most points wins it, and over nine months. They are the best. You don't have lucky league winners. Well, no, I, I, I just wanted Liverpool to win. I tried to bring them some luck. I was going out nicking hubcaps all Saturday night, but it didn't work. Would have never heard the last of it if they had won. But I mean, you know, I mean, I, 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 I want no allegiance, but I hope they win the European Cup. Oh yeah, I, I would like them to win the European mm. Cup because they've, they've given, their... I mean, Tottenham's lost thirteen games for God's sake. Liverpool's lost one in the league. Um. Mm. If they will win it or not, is nothing entirely. But I mean, Man City are deserved winners of it, Tony. It's as simple as that. Oh yeah, I mean, without a doubt. Um, but I just, um, I, I, I don't like the way Manchester City, Manchester City have gone. I used to love them in the days when um, you know they were in the third division and just scraped through against Gillingham in, in the playoffs. And had the inflatable bananas, and still got twenty eight thousand at Main Road down at that level, and and, and they were singing "Where," and we know we are absolutely fantastic. But I, I don't like the petrol dollars. I'm not saying Liverpool haven't been financed, but Liverpool, Mo- world's most expensive goalkeeper, world's most expensive centre off. Yeah, but but I mean, um, you know, it's, I'm not saying Liverpool haven't been funded, but I mean. I think Liverpool have got the great history if you go back to Shankly and all that sort of stuff. I, I just got a massive soft spot for Liverpool and I wanted them to win. Simple as. I think football is all about money and it's not just at that level as you found out this season. Mm. It, it's um, it, it goes right down now. Better people than you and me are going to argue the fact is that's going to be the ruination of the sport or not. Well, it's, um, I mean, you can do an entire month of programmes on that subject, but... I um, still not get the answer. I think you summed it up um, in a, in a two-minute conversation we had on air last season when I said to you, I don't agree 
with step seven footballers getting paid and you said yeah now if you take that to floor serve and, and implement that look what squad you're picking from on Saturday and I said yeah fair point and that's the way it is and that's that's the way it is they the haves and the have nots and um, the entire reason Newark football has never had a football team so successful it, is because no one's ever put that sort of money in nobody's financed it the players that's as simple as that we've always had the players yeah. in Newark but nobody's had the finances to put into a football club to bring that success. Well, we're talking, I'll come up to that in a minute, but we're talking to Gary Clark on Thursday, and if Sheik, whatever his name is, walks away from Manchester City, or the Russian billionaire walks away from Chelsea, or Gary Clark walks away from Flowserve, it's no different. All three clubs will go down very quickly. But anyway, we'll talk about FlowServe on Thursday. We're not talking about them tonight. We're going to talk about cricket for the next few minutes and a little bit later on we're going to talk to Long Bennington Football Club. But, uh, so there's the phone. There's the phone. There's the phone there. Tony is going to um, try and make contact with Harry Atkinson for the first time this season. Harry, of course, is the captain of Newark, R&M Cricket Club, who have made a good start to the season in between all the rain and the shower. So this is our first phone call. Um, while well, I'd quickly tell you about a very special week um, coming up because tomorrow night we've got um, Andrew Fern, chairman of Newark Rugby Club, and Tim Barker, the director of rugby, in the studio talking about last season and probably more important, talking about their vision for where Newark Rugby Club are going. And it's exactly the same come Wednesday night when Chris Wade and Sarah Robinson are in the studio to talk about their vision for Newark Town Football Club. Coming back into the town, new ground, new manager, new hopes. And to finish off this special, special week on Thursday night, Gary Clark, chairman, owner, mentor, call him what you like. They call him Santa. He's coming (laughs) into the studio to talk about where... He thinks, he wants, he expects Flowserve to go. So it's going to be a uh, an interesting week of hard-hitting professional journalism. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> exactly, I'm having the week off. <laughs> right, to the telephones, and for the first time this um, this cricket season, we welcome back to Radio Newark Sport, Harry Atkinson. Harry, good evening. Hello, all right, I'm all right, thanks. Thanks for, for joining us again on what is going to be your regular Monday night um, slot. Um, you've actually beat the weather to a almost completely, haven't you? And uh, are sitting sort of pretty at the moment. Yeah, we managed to get a game on Saturday. I don't know how we did. Um, when I came down Saturday morning, I, I went to walked out to the pitch at 8 o'clock. George and Jake were out there trying to prepare it. And I said, absolutely no chance. There was puddles all over it, and uh, it had been like that most of the week, to be honest. Uh, I said, I'll give it till half ten, but I don't think we're going to be playing on this. But they managed to convince me to get the opposition down after George's hard work all week. Um, I thought, we'll get the opposition down, see what they think. And they were prepared to give it a go, so we got a game in. Uh, the weather was nice, as it turns out. The I think we did give it a go, but... What, yeah. what was you thinking, though, after the first three balls? Because um, our correspondent, who, who saw those, said the first one flew above Matt Evans' head, the second one almost took his head off, and the third one was a, probably the best Yorker he's ever seen. Well, I knew it was going to be tricky. Um, I lost the toss, and I would have liked to have won it, and 
bowled, but I didn't think it would make that much difference. It was going to be a very tricky wicket. And uh, I was fully prepared for us to have a, a dodgy start and indifferent start. I knew that was possible. Um, but I also knew that um, it wasn't a massive turn on the to be competitive on that pitch. Um, it was an old-style Kellen Road pitch where we didn't have the covers. We had we had problem with the covers getting water on, so I knew what sort of wicket we was going to be on. So I wasn't too concerned. Oh, you don't want to lose the wicket in the first over, but I knew it was possible that like, that could happen. But we rebuilt from there and gave ourselves a fighting chance. When, when I got there, there was, I think there was about a seventh wicket um, partnership, which actually rescued you to a large extent. Yeah, we had a few little steady partnerships after Matt got out, and we steadied it a bit with uh, Bimmel and James Evans just batting time, um, just ticking it along. Um, Michael Stackhouse as well. We just we just put little partnerships together, which is all you need on that sort of pitch. If you can get 20s and 30s between people, keep a few wickets in hand, have a bit of a hit at the end, you've got something to go at. Um, I think Tom Cobb and Bimmel put on probably the highest partnership of the game, which just gave us that platform. And I knew going out to bowl that we had a very good chance. I say we're in about par score. I'd have liked a few more, but I knew we had a very good chance with our attack on that pitch. And it was obviously made for the aforementioned Mr Evans. Yeah. Um, we didn't start brilliantly. Um, we won't concede in loads of runs, but we didn't take the wickets that I wanted early. But the run rate was still low and I knew that we still had a chance I knew we had Matt to come um, I didn't quite plan for him to take seven wickets <laughs> I expected him to take that many wickets but I knew that it was a sort of pitch where if he got it right he could go through any side and um, he proved that on Saturday that when a batsman comes in and they think they can hit him because he's bowling spin that it's not the best idea because he's he doesn't bowl bad balls and he gives it and just turns it enough and um He'll get a lot of batsmen out, and he always does. What, um, well, no, first of all, Harry, um, any new faces this time round? Um, as I mentioned, uh, Tom Cobb's been playing, he's playing again this year. Um, uh, he's a part of Newark R&M previously, but he hasn't played Saturday cricket for a few years. Um, other than that, we're actually, um, Michael Stackhouse is playing, but he did finish the end of the season last year for us. Um, we're actually a couple of bodies down. Um, Richie Andrews out injured for the season. And uh, Pete Litchfield struggling at the moment with availability. But we might get him back at some point. So we're a little short. But the thing is, this side's got experience of last year playing in this league. And everyone's improved their level. So we know we can do well in this league, as we showed last year. We could easily have gone up last year. With the experience of the game last year, we should be somewhere near this year. So that was the next question. What... Um, what... Uh, is the captain telling them where does he want them to finish? I haven't said, to be honest. I've previously said the year, two years back, we're going to go up. We want to go up. We did last year. I just wanted to consolidate. Um, knowing we didn't recruit um, that well, um, but I know that we've got a good enough side as it is. Um, if availability is good throughout the year, there's no reason why we can't go up but I'm not I'm certainly not saying we will go up we'll just play it by ear we'll get to the halfway point and look where we are I know we've started well but there's a long way to go yet um, I'm not going to put any targets on the team at this stage and finally Harry the the second pitch is that going to see any cricket this year or does it need to just bed in or, or what's the situation there um, it looks good um, I don't think there certainly won't be any league cricket on it this year because we still haven't had it handed over to us by the uh, the ground workers um, 
it's in good nick um, but I think we've been told um, it may be alright for a charity or a friendly game at, right at the end of the season just to officially open it but I don't think you'll see any league cricket on there this year and especially because we don't have four changing rooms down here so it would be pointless to start using it yet we need the facilities to get two games on down here so the longer we leave it the better it will be we're told so there's no rush it's um, all about patience I think isn't it yeah yeah we look forward to getting on there obviously but why rush something that we know is going to happen at some point and let's wait until the club's everything's in place for it to happen and then we'll be on there where where are you off to this weekend uh, good question ah you see <laughs> uh, you've got to I get in the routine now you know I do know I just uh, flip you'll be on your travels somewhere I should think it'd been away Matt yeah it's the it's team we played last year I can't remember what I can't I'm well, looking over to George Squires who's sat next to me see if he can help me out but it doesn't look like it God. well when you've remembered where you're going you can um, Hicklin is just Hicklin deepest Leicestershire so he knows better than I do he knows better than I do you've just got to make sure it works when you get there it's not your job to arrange it yeah that's it alright same time next week and hopefully with another victory yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, thank bye you. Bye-bye, bye. Um, I think we're reading between the lines, Tony. As long as I don't get any injuries, I'm going to be all right. Yes, yeah, certainly a good start. Um, it was it was really great to be back at Callum Road once again. And uh, I, I was there while, while the... Uh, what do you mean great to be back? You went golfing. No, 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 no I went... You down. lasted ten minutes and went golfing. Oh, no, well, it's... it's, it's it's longer than I used to last batting but um, basically you know it was, it, was, it was good to be back there and um, I, I, I did go off golfing because uh, the second team uh, the second 11 match was was called off at uh, Beeston and Totten Sycamore because of uh, they didn't have any covers and it got drowned on Friday night but um, I decided to go off and work on my fitness at uh, Noah Park Golf Club Unbelievable just very quickly, and I should have gone back to it earlier on, Linton Taylor, 13 minutes, 56 seconds for 5k. That is fast. That is very, very fast. It's one heck of a time, isn't it? Well, it's obviously... Um, 5k is round about three miles, and if you do that in 13 minutes, 40-odd, blooming heck, that's fast. It's, if you think how faster it is than five-minute miling, and if you're doing about four and a half minute miling, that is powerfully fast. I've got another story for you tomorrow night, um, and you're going to be sort of saying that's amazing as well. But we'll, we'll let you wait until tomorrow night okay. for that for that one. But it's about one of our local runners as well. Coming up next um, for the first time this year, David Lynn, Bolton Cricket Club. I love doing this show, and one of the reasons I, I love doing this show is I announce to everybody I'm going to ring David Lynn and. The phone doesn't work, and I thought, no, there's 20 seconds to go, and then you get a message over social media saying, I've changed my number, mate. Good. Welcome back to Radio Newark, David Lynn. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm, I'm still sort of, the palpitations are still going. Um, I said at the top of the show, David, it's been such a bitty start to the cricket season, really, yeah. and... Uh, uh, what with the weather and um, you've got a wedding in between as well which has sort of halted proceedings yeah, and um, well, meet, well, meant you had a week wedding, off yeah the weekend um, Paul Colton who played for us well, he got married on Saturday so um, we had one game 
going to West Bridge for sit on the fourth, and then uh, we had a break for the wedding, so uh, back again this Saturday. Um, so the You're not in a very good spot, David. You can just walk around a bit. It might just. Um... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just in the car, but uh, obviously I'm not, not driving, obviously, but uh, that might be why. Well, is that, any that sounds a lot better, yeah. Oh, that yeah, sounds a lot better. Um, I, I mentioned also the the 2020, which sadly yeah. um, didn't get played, although poor old John Pikes was really thinking and made the wrong move at about three o'clock with the sun yeah, basking is, down, uh, but at, at the end of the day he made the right move. Um, he tells me that his wishes are for bank holiday monday um some of the others want to make it a friday night but right. he's absolutely adamant this game is going to take place yeah, yeah. sometime during this summer yeah yeah definitely i think well all our lads obviously want to play um just to obviously raise awareness of what happened to Axia in sri lanka and uh, i know all the college lads they will have played against him a number of times so um i think a lot of them are sort of want to do do something for them as well which is really not well i'm i say i'm normally at Collingham what John Pipe says goes and uh, say he's adamant that it's going to get played so uh, yeah, I'm yeah, sure you'll all get your heads together uh, yeah. let's go back to the West Bridgeford match um, um, on the face of it your batting let you down yeah yeah we both obviously um, bowled won the, won the toss um, on a fairly green wicket so it looked quite a good bowling wicket um, we didn't really do ourselves just without bowling we didn't bowl badly uh, but we just didn't do ourselves justice, really. I think it told that throughout the innings, we only got one moment out of 58. So we just weren't consistent enough with the ball, although no one bowled particularly badly. Um, Tom Shepard, on his debut, who's signed for us this year, he got four wickets, bowled really well. So that's that's a really big encouragement. Um, from Bottesford as well, he bowled pretty well. But as a team, we just didn't, we weren't consistent enough with the lines and lengths, really. We were able to bowl to a, a decent field, really. And then when we batted, they just they just bowled a lot better than what we did, really. Um, not helped by we didn't play any great shots, really. We to be hundred yards all out on that wicket to that bowling attack wasn't ideal, really. Um, but hopefully, it's just a bit of early season wisdom. We can put it right again this Saturday. Tom Tom Shepherd, to, I've seen Tom play for Farndon Colts, and of course, yeah, Tom's yeah. dad um, runs the Barnby Road Academy down yeah, down yeah. here um, so um, I, I, you know I, I know a lot about the young man and he is only a very young man but he's quite yeah. tall and he, and he can yeah, bounce it down can't he yeah he can um, he's, been, he's been really good in the nets all winter um, bowling really consistent sort of lines and lengths and at some fairly decent pace really for a 17 year old so uh, we put we put a bit of a risk on putting him in the teams obviously I don't know what level he played I think he played at sort of Division K last year so He'd not played at a particularly high level, but he did He did really well on Saturday. Um, bowled really well. Good areas at good pace, and he got Reese Hazard, obviously one of their best players. Well, I'll say that's... One of, the best, one of the best players in the league, so... That's not a bad scalp, is it? No, no. <coughs> it, it, it really isn't, so... Uh, and as you say, you know, the only one way of finding out if they are good enough... Exactly, is by giving them a go. He's from, and, isn't they? Yeah, so... He didn't didn't do himself any uh, any harm at all, really. So I think we were look, hopefully look forward to what he could bowl for the rest of the season. Exactly, we're going to see a lot more of um, young, yeah. young Tom. Um, you're overseas professional. Um, he hadn't arrived for the Bridgeford match. Is everything still in order? Um, I don't know at the moment. <laughs> we're, still, we're still waiting on some stuff at his end. Um, but as soon as you know, uh, we're hoping 
we're hoping to have in the sort of this weekend, but um, we're still sort of waiting on a few of the finer details. But um, there's nothing, nothing to be alarmed at. So it should all be well. It should be here, sort of either next week, this week or next. So it's uh, should be exciting when he gets here. Yeah, well, we look forward to that. Whereabouts are you this weekend? Uh, we're at home to Wollerton Seconds this weekend, so uh, down the Coronation Street. Right. Well, we'll um, have a pop down and see you then, and um, yeah. have a look at. Um, Young Tom, because I assume he's kept his place. Well, I've got selection tonight, so I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give any sneak previews on live radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just on my way there now. <laughs> right, well, um, I should be very disappointed. We'll, we will see. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you at the weekend. Yeah. Thanks, David. Yeah. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That's David Lynn from Bolton with a new telephone number, would you believe? That was a bit panicky for a time there, Tony, but we got away yeah. with it. Um... <laughs> Young Tom Shepherd is obviously Phil's son from the the academy. Phil was on an R in most of winter, where Tom should 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 go. Um, um, settled on Bolton, thinking that um, he would get some second team cricket. Um, they saw what he was like in in the nets. There you go go for it and he returned four wickets on, off that first game now okay that's one game I know it is but to get Reese Hayes out then that's you know you, you, you can chalk that one up um, but uh, if you're good enough and you're young enough and why not well if you're good enough to take four wickets on debut then uh, when he bowls on Saturday he's going to be bowled with that extra confidence isn't he that the four wickets will have given him and uh, so you, you would think by the uh, by, by logical process it will be even a more uh, even more of a handful with that confidence and and and, and his tail up as it were. Well, there's only one place we're going to find out, and that's at the playing field on Saturday. Assuming this mm. weather actually does does hold. Well, the forecast is quite good. Um, obviously, um, I have my eye very keenly on the weather forecast during the uh, summer months, and uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Making my umpiring debut in the second eleven game at home to Oxton at Callum Road on Saturday, and, and the forecast is good. It's set fair. It's going to be going to be a cracking week, and a cold weekend. And but but, but this, there's going to be no rain until Sunday. Okay, right. Coming up next, then um, it's David Pipes, who's another one who I know is in a car. So uh, let's just hope we can um, pick up on what David is saying. Then we change sports and go to football for a quick chat about what's been happening and then we talk to steve rowley who um, is the number one at long bennington of course long bennington under 18s are the number one radio newark the home of newark sport monday to thursday 7 to 8 p.m with mick and tony Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk.
Okay, straight back to the phones, and it's David Pipes from Collingham Cricket Club, who's, of course, David is also our chief cricket correspondent, and like all the others, it's been a bitty start to the cricket season for Collingham as well. Collingham um, was due to play Bolton this Saturday, and because of the big wedding, um, it was never going to take place this weekend, but they lost Friday night as well, but David wasn't at the Friday night event, he he chose Strictly Come Dancing instead. Um... <laughs> Hey ho, um, dad, 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 dad tells me that he's absolutely um, adamant that 2020 will take place at some stage this summer. So we look forward to getting that organised and um, in the bag. But uh, it has been a messy start, hasn't it, David? One way and another: the rain, then a cracking game, then the wedding. Yeah, it's been a been a. Not a good, not an ideal start, but if you were uh, an old farmer like in your part of your business, mate, what, what's the old saying? So, rain, uh, rain and cold in May is good for corn and hay. So, yeah. uh, well, that we, old chestnut might shrink to life in June, July, and August. Well, we can but help, can't we? We can but hope, <laughs> can't we? We can hope to get some cricket in. Um, yeah. So, it gives you an opportunity, which we don't talk about very often, for you to talk about. Um, Collingham seconds and Collingham thirds who did actually both play at the weekend yeah um, unfortunately not results the right way for both teams um, so it gave it gave the opportunity with only two games for some of the first team players to play in the second and thirds um, but what, what happened really was the fact that the, the guys who, who were mainly playing the thirds and seconds actually um, did the bulk of the work, which is, was the right way. Um, myself and Ollie Dyson played on the Saturday second team game at Collingham, um, which was rain affected on and off, and we came out second to, to Flinton. Um, but it was it was good. I enjoyed it in a way that it was, we had a hell of a young side, uh, which is what the second team should be, and and uh, I enjoyed actually assisting the younger lads to try and um, develop their game, which. It's something which is probably not far in the distant future, generally anyways, for me. So, um, was able to have a bit of a run out, myself and Dice, as well as the other guys um, in the twos, but unfortunately came across a very good Division E side in Flinton, who um, who played really well on the day. Um, thirds, they, they they fared similar up at um, Nottingham City Hospital on an artificial pitch, because <laughs> the grass wicket was unprepared, and they were playing against Baseford, um, and they um, and they came um, second in their game as well. So, but at least we played. That, that was the main thing, and and that's what the second and thirteen cricket is all about: to get the younger players playing and, and developing, and, and get some cricket. How, how was the um, the batting and the bowling? And, um, what's what was the your figures from Saturday? Uh, I'm not going to talk about the figures. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I tried to use it to get some practice, but um, not particularly started very well, to be honest, mate. But I got a couple of wickets for for quite a few, um, not not as good as what I wanted. Um, Ollie Dyson scored fifty odd. Um, I got twenty odd with the bat at the end, but um, the the younger boys, um, that sort of thing. The, the wickets are spread around. Um, uh, Andrew Shaw, who's not so young actually, he, he took a couple of wickets, um, as did, uh, oh, cracky me, 
uh, Josh Sugden and Wolfpack. So bowling, bowling we've shared around the wickets. We're 20 runs shy at the end. Um, Olive was a, the outstanding contribution with a bat. But a decent afternoon. What what happened in in Division A? And um, because obviously it's did it rain in the right places because you lost a game through rain so some of the others are going to need to lose a game through uh, rain unfortunately no we was all we, we were praying for rain all over Nottingham and I know they had showers um, but they all completed the games so the teams Clifton won uh, Ellerslie won um, Kimberley and also Beaver um, that's the unfortunate thing for us is that's actually put us third bottom um because we're on 22 and Ellerslie, and who's managed to finish both games, has, has got maximum points. So we, we've been stuffed a little bit with that first first week yeah. where we didn't play. It would, is a shame. It would irritate immensely, but I suppose you get used to it. Um, Ellerslie and Clifton, the two teams to watch, do you think? Well, Clifton, um, on paper, as stronger than anybody. Um, they've got a number of their Premier, ex-Premier League players back. That they, um, that they lost two or three seasons ago when they got relegated so they'll be pushing hard to get back in, in the Premier League this year so they'll be the strongest ones on paper we'll find out about Ellerslie on Saturday um, but I know they've, they're two players down from last season uh, one who has gone to Clifton and another one the Australian guy um, I don't believe he's returned back to England this year so far so you never know but it's all on the day and, and it's, it's get, a bit, get a bit of luck um, you never know what's going to happen. It's only two games down the road, so um, it's a long season. It is, and um, we'll be talking to you at about half past seven every Monday um, throughout the season. You can tell us how Collingham have been getting on. David, I know you've got to go into a meeting, so thank you so much, and uh, right. we'll talk to you next week. No problem. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. It would irritate me, you know. I got rained off first week of the season didn't have a game on the third week and everybody got away with it between the showers it was mm. <laughs> you know it's, but as is you know it was a long way to go yet and it might sunshine at Collingham one day and rain in Nottingham who knows it's a shame they don't have any uh three days to uh to, to, to well I would have thought you could at least have a provision to even if it's only the first match that you lost to put that in somewhere tag it on at the end I I I don't know. Well, I need Gary Edgington at some time to put these sort of questions to him. It's, it's a real shame that the football and cricket fixture guys can't get together and just sort of make sure everybody has a fair crack of the whip. But unfortunately, the great god of football lasts about ten months of the year and the cricketers have eight weeks right, well, to let, everything let's in, don't they? go on, because I've got quite a lot to talk about. Little sort of football stories that I've found. Okay. And one of them is about the start of the football season, so we'll come to that one. Yeah. In, in a few minutes but um, I do like sort of finding these little stories Salford City of course have been promoted to the AFL for the first time in their 79 year history after beating AFC Flyed Filed 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 Blackpool 3-0 in front of 8,500 at Wembley two clubs from the North West and the supporters being made to travel to an industrial estate in North London <laughs> Now, I know the players... What's up now? <laughs> Nicely condemned Wembley there. Well, it is an... In, it's, 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 I've, I've, have you been? Yeah. It's in an industrial estate yeah, in North yeah. London. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Old Trafford, the Etihad, Anfield, 
even Bolton, who desperately needs some pennies. Yeah. Why, why drag them all the way down? I'm sure, I'm sure. I know the players have now played at Wembley. Mm. They'll remember that forever and a day. I appreciate that. Yeah, I really do. In front of eight thousand. In front of eight thousand. When if they'd have played the thing at Old Trafford or Anfield, they'd have probably played in front of thirty thousand. FC United. Oh, I'm sure they'd welcome the Salford lads. I'm sure they would. And I, I just can't understand. Under, I can understand why the UEFA have to say, right, we are playing the finals on this ground ten months in advance. Yeah, that I can understand. But that playoff final didn't have to be arranged, and it doesn't have to be at Wembley. You can't use the excuse that Wembley need the money because eight thousand wouldn't have covered the sort of guys yeah, who were working on exactly. the day. Exactly, it's it's, it's so. crazy. Anyway, moving on. Rudy Funk is back in football. The ex AFC Mansfield boss has uh, reappeared at Long Eaton United. Um, Haworth, who finished second bottom of the Northern Counties East League, that's step six. Same as slow serve was in. Their managers resigned at the end of the season and they've now gone to Frickley, who actually are one level higher at step five. Um, I'm trying to think where uh, another name, Rudy Funk. Craig Roach played under Rudy. Craig Roach played uh, in Renner. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Trying to keep up with the story I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. um, so we're at Frickley. Um, so you finish second yeah. from bottom and then you go to a team, a division higher that's you're not doing bad there are you uh. but the other frickly story is they've reached the equivalent of their county cup final the sheffield cup or the up north cup or the flat cap cup whatever it's called i don't know um but because it's not due to take place until something like the 23rd of may which is three weeks after their season had finished they forfeited the match and will take the fine yeah they forfeited a cup final appearance and we'll take the fine. The other team that was playing against have now got no glory whatsoever. I think that's shocking. I'd yeah. ban them from the blinking. No, I'd ban them from the league. That 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 would sort them out. Yeah. You can't do that, can you? Well, it's just because it's three weeks afterwards. Liverpool's got to wait two weeks to play. Liverpool and Tottenham got to wait two weeks to play the Champions League final. What, what, what is the problem having to wait to play the I, final? I, I really don't know. So that the, the, the season's finished, the, the players have gone for the summer holidays. I'm sure they don't. They go back to work. Paul Rawdon has agreed to stay on as um, Grant from Towns manager, and there's a story on that one for another time. Um, best step six side in the country for a positive goal difference. At plus one hundred and six, New York flow surf. Yeah, no, that did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. King, I, I just thought we weren't talking about it until Thursday night. That's why I kept giving a low profile, mate. Kings Lynn beat Workington at the Step Three playoff finals and now go into the National League. Mm. So well done to Kings Lynn. Next season's FA Cup starts on the tenth of August. Mm. The fifth round is scheduled for Wednesday the 4th of March the FA Cup at the 5th round stage for the 5th round is not going to be held over a weekend really? it's a Wednesday night match uh. devalues it even more it's, it's, it's already devalued yeah but even even I, I just think that is totally wrong but if the FA Cup is starting on August the 3rd most teams will want at least a league match before they play an FA Cup match so the F so most leagues are going to start I think on the 3rd of August yeah. why bother even stopping well this is basically 
as I, as I said earlier in the show, that I don't see why football has to be about ten months of the year. It's, it's totally wrong. Anyway, mo- moving on quickly. Um, when Martin Tyler was commentating for Sky, Sky Sports yesterday, the team he supports and is the assistant manager of were promoted back to the National League. Workington. No, Woking even. Woking, yeah. Woking. Stockport County won the non-league programme of the season award. The East Midlands counties put in um, six nominations, none of which actually made the top 40, but OK, that's fair enough. But the six nominations was Burstall, Clipston, Graham Street Prince, Sherwood Colliery and... Um, um, see you somewhere. Um, dum, dum, dum. Oh, yeah, Newark Flow Surf. How they got in, I really don't know, because I know who writes no, no it. No idea. And finally, Manchester United finished 32 points behind their neighbours, taking one point from their last two m- matches against Huddersfield and <laughs> Cardiff. <laughs> they ended the season with two victories from their last 14 matches played, bearing in mind the same team finished second last year and won the Europa League. They haven't kept a clean sheet for 15 matches, which apparently is the worst record for 49 years since that occurred and um, 32 points behind um, the winners is the worst that they've achieved since they come back into the top flight of football in the 1970s people still telling me that Ollie Gunnar Selshaw is still the right man for the job Mr Smith yeah you are too right yeah okay right well as time will tell and finally before we go and uh, talk to Long Bennington as the HMRC recovers £5 million in unpaid tax from illegal dog breeders, <laughs> ministers say they had no choice but to bring in the retrievers. It's been a cracking football season for a number of our clubs, and one we've been tracking all through the winter was the Long Bennington under-18s, um, leading the way in the Notts Youth League division that also includes Farndon and Newark Town. And... Uh, there's a few squeaky. It got it got a bit of squeaky bum time on a couple of equations towards the end, but they did it, and they did it with a lot to spare in the end. So Steve Rowley, who is Mr. Long Bennington, is joining us on the phone tonight to talk about an amazing season for the under 18. Steve, good evening. Good evening. Um, and it was an amazing season, wasn't it? It was. It was brilliant. Absolutely superb. Um, I said it was a bit squeaky bum time at one stage because Skegby looked like they was capable of catching you and causing an upset but it sort of petered out didn't it yeah i think we just got a little bit too far ahead and uh we clinched it in our last game so that was uh, that was great for the boys yeah what was it like because i mean you was leading that all the way really so everybody wanted to beat long bennington from almost yeah. the outset did you start the season as favorites i wouldn't have thought so no um when, when you look at some of the teams in there, Fondon have always had uh, slightly the upper hand on us. Uh, and then there were some unknown teams. Chesterfield Town had come in. We didn't know anything about Skegby. So I don't think I don't think we would have started the season as favourites now. When did it sort of occur to you that that was there to be won? Um, if I dare say this, it was when we beat New York Town 7-1. I thought, oh, we're on to something here. Uh, and it, it just it just snowballed from there, and uh, and yeah, we, we had a great season. What happens next? 
So we've got, because the, the lads are uh, under 17s, really, so we've got another season at under 18s in the Notts Youth League, um, almost certainly alongside um, Farndon and, and Newark Town in, in the top division, I would think. Um, we're going in the Notts, sorry, in the Lynx County Cup, because obviously we're in Lincolnshire, which we've never been in before, so going to give the lads a crack at the County Cup, and hopefully... Um, we're going to go in the under-19 floodlit league as well. And then... Um, All right, wh- where are you going to play your games? I don't know yet. All right, <laughs> I'm OK. Asking, <laughs> I'm asking a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, if I can find a venue, obviously there's a couple of places in Newark where potentially we can uh, get a slot. So, that's that's what we're working on. But the main thing is to keep them together, isn't it? And like the under-19 league, you're, you're giving them experience all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Giving them an opportunity, keep keep them playing football. Um, most half of my lads will be going to university at the end of that. So, in terms of that squad, that will be the end of it. But uh, I don't know. I've got a couple of ideas for for the future. This, this university lock has a lot to answer for. <laughs> I know. I keep saying to my parents, this. <laughs> we've got a football match to play and they're going to revision and stuff like yeah, that no, it's a, this education thing is a nuisance <laughs> yeah. um, but that's a fantastic season for the under 18s yes, what yes, about the you. rest of Long Bennington yeah thriving doing really well um, got uh, um, teams at, at most age groups um, under sixes vets team um, walking football so yeah the, the club's thriving um, we're a charter standard community club which is uh, the top um, that you can achieve as a, as a grassroots club so no we're in, we're in good shape really good everything in the garden is rosy and then you wake up one morning and some bunch of complete idiots have been down there and made a mess of the place yeah yeah that wasn't nice um, the, it's not the first time either um, yeah um, I, 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 I can't get my head around what enjoyment people can get from doing stuff like that but um, there's idiots everywhere, unfortunately, but we'll put it right, and um, they won't beat us. Well, that's the main thing, not not to be beaten, and I totally agree with you. You just cannot comprehend what, what the thinking is. You really can't. Uh, I want to end our little chat, Steve, with um, the news that an ex-Long Bennington player um, has pulled an England shirt on. Yeah, not for the first time. She f- uh, scored a first goal in the... Um, Girls World Under Seventeen World Cup in in uh, well, back end of last week. Um, Lu- Lucy actually played in in the team that we were talking about um, for three or four seasons. Um, she was a is terrific character. Works very hard. Um, great girl. So Lu- Lu- Lucy is now where, where's she playing the football now? So she, Lucy's at Leicester City. Um, she's been there two seasons, I think. She's playing quite regularly for the first team at Leicester. Um, she was at Long Bennington until 11 uh, and playing in, in the team that we were talking about. And then she, at the time, the FA stipulated that girls couldn't play in um, mixed football after uh, under 12. So I got her a trial at Lincoln City and. And the way she went, she's she's done brilliantly. She's she's a great character. Is she still a Bennington girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lives just round the corner from me. In that case, then we'll get some. I'll give you a phone call off here, and we'll get you both into the studio. 
Okay. Because you can both you can both have a you can both tell us you can tell us about Bennington and she can tell us about uh, playing for England. Yeah. Okay. And I think we can get that organised for later on sometime during the summer. Steve, I take it you've got a presentation evening to come at so- sooner or later when the boys are going to get the medals, have you? Or is that all done and dusted? No, no, no. We've uh, we've got our club presentation on the second uh, of June. That is when uh, the Knots Youth League are going to be presenting the trophy and medals. And uh, yeah, it should be a good day. Should be a good night and uh, fitting end to an absolute cracking season. Yeah, indeed. Steve, thank, thank you, you so much. much. OK. Thanks. Cheers, bye. Bye-bye. And, you know, Tony, when a team... Not Dan Cryner, when a village team like Long Bennington are up there amongst the best in the county, mm. um, it does restore my faith in sport a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 that, that's proper sport, isn't it? When, it, when a village team sort of does well... That, that, that's you know as you said that, 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 that is what sport is all about it's, it's it's not about Liverpool and Man City slugging it out at the top of the Premier it's about a local girl getting to Leicester City and then going on to the likes of England I mean that is that, that that's that that'll be a wonderful evening show don't you think oh well yes absolutely we'll, superb. we'll get that arranged um, let's go back to um, Man City if you like for a second um Pep Guardiola's that in that's the eighth time in his past ten seasons as a manager that he's won the league. <laughs> ain't bad going, is it? No, he's, he's a good one. He ain't bad going. Um, but Chris Hutton has been sacked um, by Brighton after finishing 17th in the Premier League. You said, when you first come in here, that you felt sorry for him. That's my he's, initial reaction. He's won three of their last 23 hmm. games that they've played and none of their final nine and they only stayed up because the whole world was against Cardiff and uh, the yeah. other two teams was rubbish yeah, I mean it's um, well documented all the horrific things that have uh, happened for Cardiff City and, the, and what Neil Warnock has had to put up with this season still think he's, I still think he's manager of the year whatever Guard, you know, Guardiola's done but you know I mean my initial reaction was oh Really like Chris Hewitt, that that's a shame. And then turn over to page two on Teletext or whatever it's called these days, and then you see his record as Brighton manager over the last twenty games, and it's his appalling. For anybody under the age of fifty-two years of age, Tony will now explain what Teletext is. <laughs> whatever it's called, I don't know. <laughs> it's certainly not Teletext. Is, is that words on the telly? Oh dear. Um, <laughs> I said while you was out ringing Harry um, we've got a big week coming up um, when we've invited the chairman of New York Rugby Club New York Town Football Club and New York Flow Serve Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday into this studio to um, hopefully ask the right questions about where those three clubs are going <sighs> because each one of the three have got their own unique set of circumstances New York Rugby Club have got facilities that are quite frankly second to none yeah. but on the pitch sometimes it's wonderful and other times it's not I think New York Rugby Club this season have done a Tottenham haven't they they've put all their money and all their attention into, yes. the, into, the, uh, into the facilities and so like Tottenham it'd be interesting to see what happens next yeah. and those are the questions that we will be asking tomorrow night I mean we, we started off in the show saying or, or I did yeah 
let's hope Liverpool, you know, win the um, win the Champions League. That'd be fantastic. But what Tottenham have done, or what Pochettino has done in getting Tottenham to the Champions League final, given that it was all about building the ground this season, is quite incredible. Wednesday night, New York Town are coming into the studio Chris and Sarah their unique such as circumstances of course they're coming back into the town for the first time in 15 years mm. to play their senior football will they get the crowds will they get the ground grading will they get the players that they want and can they live in Flosier's shadow yeah I think uh, when Damo and went that's no detriment to Newtown no no no, no 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 none whatsoever when, when Damo went into the job Damo Parkinson when he took over the Newtown manager's job he said we are not a challenge to flow serve and you know I mean the two are, are total you know sort of opposites and, and uh, I think that was a great comment to make he's is, is, is not trying to challenge what's happening at Lowfields he's you know hoping that um, he can steer new at town forward in their own right and I think he's so far he's done a belting job as well and on Thursday night the chairman of the club who by his own admission had got a five year plan worked out which had completely been blown out the window in two <laughs> um, but they have a step five club on the pitch but do they have a step five club off the pitch you're no good looking at your watch you've still got an answer to do no no, um, no uh, do they have a step five club off the pitch because now you're talking semi-professional football yeah. i think um there are certain things happening behind the scenes that give me a lot more encouragement than uh, perhaps i had uh three or four weeks ago in terms of the, getting the structure right behind you know sort of behind the scenes as it were I mean, it's all right, the football team being fantastic on the pitch, as they were for... Uh, Most of it. ...three quarters of the season. Yeah. and uh, But, um, you know, off the pitch, there's a lot of hard work to be done, and we need bodies off the pitch. So, um, the next three nights are, are interesting. Tony and I are going to put our serious heads on, because we think that you in Newark deserve the answers to an awful lot of questions, and it's only right to ask the chairman of the clubs and... One would hope that we're not going to have a Jeff Boycott-esque three nights so and a lot of straight backs. I, 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 I take it Rob Wildman's not coming in tomorrow night? No, Rob Rob talks what's happening I, I, on I, the I, field. I just think we could save a bit of seat space because he could bring his own fence to sit on, you know, perhaps. <laughs> Poor Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. For the next three nights, I'm looking forward to the next three nights. Immensely looking forward to the next three yeah. nights because um, we're on the verge of Newark becoming very very good very very big and what we've all been waiting years for and what you're all waiting for now of course <laughs> is the return of Aidy Crampton <laughs> and that's coming up straight after this we are 